Welcome back to the Excellence Cartel. Today, Jeffrey Sue's not looking as beautiful, first off, but we're joined by the rather awesome Laura Conlin. No, it's because Jeff's facial is already like, he's just not, he was so beautiful last week or two weeks ago, I guess, when we recorded. Well, it's all about who you stand next to. And if Lauren Conlin's on a podcast, I'm ugly as fuck next to her. So (laughs) it's all about who shows up. I mean, that's true. All right. Well, when we bring Cade back on, I guess we'll be the most beautiful. But um, sorry, Cade. Uh, Anyway, Lauren, we brought her on because she's actually doing something really unique. Uh, Me and her chat a lot. And we um, she's on sabbatical from social media, running an online business. So (laughs) we're going to kind of dive into that and dive into like the coaching aspects. It's probably going to be more one of those mental health business kind of podcast episodes. But first, Jeffrey Sue, why have you? How's your last seven days been, buddy? You're going to look for an SUV under 150,000. That's that's what the Internet says. But um, no, you know, I was I was thinking I've been having second thoughts about this whole Porsche thing. All right. Because first of all, like, you know, I put the down payment on, I signed the purchase and sale and I keep calling them and calling them. I'm like, do you have an update on the car? Do you have an update? Oh, you already put the down payment on? I already put the down payment, but I can get it back though. If I don't want the car, I can still get it back. Okay. So up until the point it's fully refundable, but they have no updates on it. And this chip shortage shit's going, getting worse. What is your, what is your aversion to a nice used car? I don't I want to use car. I just Why? Don't want to use car. I, I don't got mine. Know. I haven't had any problems with it. No one fucking knows. Every time I drive by with it, it's it, it has nothing love to do it. with what people think. I just want a brand new start. I want a fresh start. I want to be the first person to fart in the driver's seat. That's right? exactly what I was thinking. But you're a dumbass. <laughs> you're, when you drive that fucker off a lot, you lose 30K immediately. That's, that's fine. But anyways, I, Jason, I'm just... It's not fine, but anyways, go on. I'm, I'm like, having, speaking of mental health... Um... I'm just having second yeah, right? thoughts about... Spending you know, a lot of mental health help. $200,000 on a, on a Porsche Turbo. And then I was talking to some of my friends and they're like, do you really need that? I'm like, no, I don't. You know, it's just a fucking ego thing. And I've been having a lot of like self-talk and like self-discovery about myself. And I'm like, I don't fucking need this car. Why don't I just get the Porsche Carrera instead? The 911 Carrera. It's like half the price. It's like 130000 Or I could get an SUV. So I don't know. I really don't fucking know what I'm doing right now. But you know, in the last week, you know, my face peel has, you know, slowly, you know, shown like the benefits of actually getting it done. So the redness is slowly going away. I have nice, like shiny, like baby ass, smooth skin. Um, I have was it worth, awesome- was it worth the 1500? It was definitely worth the 1500. If you guys can get a face peel, I swear to God, you'll look like. What three peel? Huh? What peel? It's a, it's called Melabrite. It's a retinol. It's a very strong retinol and it peels your face off over the course mm-hmm. of a week. Um, the last thing, Jeff, I just want to say, uh, I met up with Dasha Gulnick, who runs Core Perform. She is from Miami. I mean, no, Tampa. And she was up in Boston visiting family. We, we spent a day together in Boston and it was very refreshing and cool to have somebody that I actually, like, I think a lot of people are stupid. So it actually felt good to find somebody like I could talk to and have a fun time with and actually not think that this person is stupid. And I had a really nice weekend. So did you talk to her about the fifth dimension? No, we did, but we, but oh, okay. we talked about the PEC and she's going to come to the PEC and she's going to help us market a little bit. So that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Is she your uh, guest? Hmm? Is she your guest? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll have her, I'll have her be my guest to it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Before I start singing a Disney song, Jason Gramps, you're like four days out. You look like a hammer beating over dog shit. So uh, how you feel? You feel like that, bro? 
Yeah, I've had some days that were pretty bad. Uh, I'm starting to put a little fats back though. So like I'm, my brain's starting to work like fat is fuel for the brain. And when it's low, like I just forget shit. And it's just, uh, then I have those days where I'm like, I feel like I'm moving in quicksand. I get up and it's like, holy shit, how am I going to train? Um, but I'm just trying to get as much off as I can. Um, but right now, like it's Tuesday, starting to increase the water. I'm going to lower carbs tomorrow and up fats to Wednesday and Thursday, carb hard on Friday, my usual uh, go around. My digestion has been better. So I'm going to do everything like I usually do. Um, last seven days are good. Like it's kind of weird. I've dropped off a few clients that really just weren't that compliant. And I've picked up like clients that, you know, look like they want to really make, um, headway and they're also at my new rate so you know things kind of always work out um so that was kind of cool um l-carn liposome will finally hit it's it's live it tastes great uh, we got the extra l-citrulline in it so you can take a pre-workout get a little extra pump with it um so check that out right now we i don't have it at scooby prep but i we do have it at new ethics um and I'm really excited for that. So go check that out. Uh, we've been waiting for that forever. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been a decent seven days. I'm just kind of ready to get to uh, get to Louisville and, and get on stage and just kind of see where it's at. Right now, there's only seven guys in the class. So I, someone else will probably see that and jump in. But uh, it looks like it's going to be a small show, 10 or, 10 or less. Nice. Well, good luck to you this weekend, man. I hope your glutes look amazing on stage. We will see. All right, Lauren. How's your last seven days been? You're traveling, right? Yeah, it has been fantastic. So I've been in Colorado. Uh, I got to Colorado Springs last Monday, uh, spent a week there. So uh, obviously you guys know the beauty of what we can do is if we are online, we can work anywhere. So I pretty much just wanted to go somewhere that I hadn't been. That was, um, I'd heard good things about it. And I was like, you know, let me just take a trip out here, solo trip. And uh, so pretty much it would either work, work out, hike, whatever during the day. And then at night I would just go check out like a bar or restaurant around town. And I found all the cool spots. So I found a lot of really, really great places. Um, met some really cool people. Um, actually I met somebody who I was like, damn, like I could actually be like friends with this chick. <laughs> like in, if I like lived here, um, which is rare, kind of like Jeff said, it's rare for me to find that. Um, but we were like, she was a bartender and, and she was like, you know, I could tell like she left and, and then she like looked at me and she was like, so like, how do you train? <laughs> and then we just started talking about that. Um, and then did a few hikes. I don't know if anybody listening has ever done the Manitou incline, um, but it's like almost, it's like 2,800 steps. Um, it's almost a mile, 2,800 steps up and it's 45 to 65% grade like incline. So you're basically like doing like the hardest Airmaster for like an hour. And then um, it's like a three mile hike down. So that was super cool. Did a few other good hikes and then just got to Denver um, last night. So spending a few days in Denver, um, I work with a company called Cured Nutrition. They're a CBD adaptogen company. So actually just recorded a podcast with the owner right before this one. Um, and then you're going to see some clients while I'm here as well and just kind of hanging out. And uh, yeah, so it's been a really good seven days, actually. No social media and in Colorado, having a great time. <laughs> Did you get any flight delays? Um, no. So I drove well, I last week when I got in and then I just drove from Colorado Springs to Denver. It's only like hour 15 with like no traffic. So, um, tomorrow or not tomorrow, Thursday, I will be flying, um, 
to St. Louis on Southwest. So we Good luck. see. Good yeah. Luck. <laughs> um, but honestly, I'm like the worst case scenario. Like I get stranded here. Like there's worse places, I guess, to get yeah. like stuck. Is it, is it nice and warm there right now still or? Um, so it's definitely, it's, well, right now it's cloudy. It hasn't been cloudy the whole time on here. Like literally I haven't seen one fucking cloud in Colorado Springs. I like never saw a cloud. Um, and it's, there's like not a lot of humidity. So like during the day, it's pretty warm because it's always really sunny, but then at night it does get like a little bit of like a chill, um, but it's like a manageable, like I just have like a cute jacket kind of chill. Um, so it's been perfect. No snow. Like I'm like, this is the best time to come. <laughs> well, for me, cause I can't do the snow stuff. So. All right. Well, I expect a text if your flight's delayed and I'm going to watch that weather weather app real close. Yeah. Make sure you're not sucked in with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The volcano in Denver, you know, yeah. delay my flight. <laughs> that's the best thing I've seen go on lately. I was like, oh, this is going to be wild, especially in the supply chain when those boats can't aren't able to unload stuff. I'm like, people could be fighting over toilet paper again in about a month. It's yeah. coming. So, but besides, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so uh, my last seven days have been really good. I just honestly have a lot of good shit going on. Carolyn decided to leave her job and she's coming down to uh, move into Nashville to join Relentless oh, and awesome. Iron House in person and all that. So that's like a huge. Oh, so she's going to like be yeah. in the in person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. yep. So uh, she decided to go all the way in. Yeah. Hey, what? I said she's going all in, huh? Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's what you want to see. That's okay. how you get success. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I think I don't know if Sue would agree with me on this, but I think in-person training is going to be like the next big boom because there are so many people for like female trainers, especially that want in-person female training. that can't get an in-person female trainer. So if you're a person, mm-hmm. a coach who's female listening to this, it doesn't always have to be online. You could go find a gym, pay some rent, build out some clientele and then get their family members to build your online business. That's kind of what I did. So um, there's multiple avenues. Don't always think it's always online, even though that's posh. There's a lot of other cool avenues you exploit to make money. So that's, I do think the next shift is going to be back to like, we saw such a big shift towards online that I do think that a lot of people, and I, I mean, we see this when we go and present, right? people are really craving that like in-person experience. Um, So it's certainly not going to be everybody, right? Um, And obviously the perk of working online is you get to work with people all over the world. But I do think that there is going to be a big push back to doing more in-person stuff, Um, whether that's just events or training or some kind of combination. Mm. And I'm excited for that just because obviously I love doing in-person things. So I know I'm a Libra. So I like that whole socio social experiment and being out there in the middle and talking about weird shit with people yeah. all day. It makes it nice. Um, with that being said, let's get into our sponsors real quick. And then we got to talk about the PC five and now we'll get to our topic real quick, Jason, I'll do it for you. Team dash <laughs> or amino dash pure.com guys, T E C 15 Ron and all them over there at amino pure. Take a good job. Good job helping us be able to help make the PEC5 awesome by bringing Thera your all's way and making sure that thing's a beautiful, coordinated awesomeness. And then we also have Matt with TRM. I know Jason's got some coaches in TRM and I do as well. And I know Sue's been working with Matt, I think a little bit or chit chatting with him around the block. But Matt's doing free consults for all you guys. And we're about to have another podcast business episode with him. So be watching our page. We're going to bring a coach on who's struggling in their business. And then the four of us are going to troubleshoot it. 
um, and help you guys out. So everyone really loved the first one we did. So Matt said he would make it a habit and start coming on. So that look for that soon. But Matthew with one T park.com backslash T E C is how you get that 30 minute chat with him. Um, he's doing that with everybody. And the one thing I've loved is there've been a few people who were like, man, Matt didn't sell me shit. He just really helped me with my business. I'm like, yeah, cause he's kind of a nice guy. So that's what we dig. Uh, you know, not always trying to fucking hammer you up the ass with the price tax. So, um, like TRM price is not bad. I mean, yeah, no, the first two coaches that took it, I mean, what they did, what they say they'll deliver, they delivered. I mean, they're both 10 K coaches. So, now. Yeah, that's uh, been a really good process. I think I'm glad you exploited it because Carolyn's really liked it too, and she's starting to. Well, obviously, I mean, they, to so to go. the work has to be put in. You're not going to take it and just sit through the classes. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of a challenge, and it really makes the coaches like think about like, do they even want to coach? Who's their client? Like, and then really peg it and hammer it down. Like, it's a it's kind of like a deeper look into like a lot of things. So it's not just some easy class you take. Um, but yeah, anyways, Matt might be the best person. And I've heard them all like you all have in the, in the marketing space who can help coaches really refine their client avatar that much. I could say he is like King for helping you understand your avatar in yeah. my opinion. Um, but let's get on to the PEC five Jeffrey Sue. Cause I'm looking at you and you got that little smirk on your face, baby. What's your topic at the PEC five? <laughs> Uh, my topic will be Hashimoto's and the SIBO connection. So it'll be an in-depth dive on the thyroid and the gut with, um, you know, takeaway protocols and a case study. Beautiful. Jason, do you remember yours? I do. Um, basically, I'm going to share protocols and strategies on, on how do I take someone um, that, that we've, we've fixed and, you know, who had metabolic adaptations, hormonal issues, and then how do we diet them? to not push them so far back again, down that hole. Um, what are the strategies used from just training to diet, to cortisol resets, to supplementation? I use all these different things to kind of keep them towing that line of burning fat, but then get them back out enough um, to kind of reset and get back in. So um, that's going to be my topic. That's going to be a sexy one. Lauren, what about you? So mine's going to be coaching strategies for weight loss and weight maintenance. So I really want to walk the coaches through like before, during, and after fat loss. Um, and, you know, understanding not just like the science, but really the communication strategies that you need as a coach in order for that to be successful. Cause I think all of us know the after part, setting up somebody before and after is just as important as the during part. And I think a lot of times we kind of overlook that. So I'm excited to incorporate a lot of science, but also the practical stuff that we deal with every day as coaches. So beautiful. We also got Brandon Cruz joining us. We have John Jewett joining us. IFBB pro John Jewett just came off a very healthy competition season rounding out at the Olympia. He looked great this past weekend. Then we got Vince as always J.R. Simon going over strength finders, Jamie filers joining us and Austin stout. And then I am going to talk about leadership and power. I'm actually going to go dark with it. I'm going to talk about the whole dark side of it all and understanding how to like really get into it. Cause it's not been talked about in our space. So, and I think that's something that as you start growing a business understanding, if you don't understand the currency, the power is you lose very fast. And I wanted to really get in the weeds on it. So people have liked the presentations I've done in TRM. So I figured I would bring the 48 laws of power to life and leadership for everybody at this event. It will kick off Friday, 
the 28th, I think it'll either be three or four. It depends upon that VIP dinner with me. And then we'll have the business on Friday. And then Saturday is the main ticket with you all. And then that night coaches will go out to dinner. And then after that, we're going to tell, find a place. Uh, Greg McCoy, who owns hitting gym has been awesome to let us have his facility to do our VIP package out of along with dinner uh, at a place we're finding near there, but we're going to find a place that Saturday in Dallas that we will all rendezvous the guest speakers with you all and have a great fucking time night out in the town. Tickets are going to be 500 for the two day event and the VIP will be 900 and that will be limited selection, but it will be training with us and dinner. You get both and the dinner is included. So you don't have to bring your pocketbook. Everyone so, listen to that. The train <laughs> and the dinner is included in the price. And it probably won't be some cheap restaurant. So by the time you get 500 value ticket, you get to train with us in the, in the dinner. Uh, that's covering the whole 900. If there's anything beautiful you guys are going to watch, is you're going to watch me feed Jeffrey Sue a piece of steak that much. I can guarantee you. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna I mean, go that down. That just sold all the VIP tickets. <laughs> I know. I'll be like, just watch me video this, and then we'll find. <laughs> we have to find a bar later so Austin, Lauren, and Sue can do their bull riding escapades, and we can all watch the ductors get torn from a. Distance. I want to ride a horse. Uh, all right, <laughs> big boy. Let's get this happen. <laughs> okay. oh, I mean, there must be horses down well, in I'm Texas. That's no. how people get around down there, right? Like, oh my god, <laughs> so degrading. Sorry, we don't all live in Boston. You know, like, <laughs> we're paying those communist taxes. That's yeah, like, like <laughs> oh my god. Oh, speaking so of good. which, Lauren, how's everything been for you? So you did the unthinkable. You, as an online business owner, <laughs> decided to go and pull a plug to your online business. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of let's walk through this. Like, what was the events leading up to that? Like, I mean, I know there's obviously personal stuff, but yeah, like what made you really just kind of say, fuck it, I'm doing you it. You know, I've there's been a lot of a lot of changes in my life, which we won't we won't get into, but there's just been a lot all at once. Um, and we talked about this a little bit before when we got on, but um, you know, I constantly feel this pull of like disdain for what social media can be like the negatives of it um but then also so much gratitude for like what it has obviously offered for myself and our business and then also recognizing that there are these bad aspects to it but we can be a small sliver of you know positivity education all the things that like we want to contribute so it's not that what i'm i feel like it's pointless that i'm contributing you know what i mean it's more just like i get in my head about all the other stuff but so mostly it's just like, I'm all, I'm not somebody who likes social media. I've never liked it. Um, growing up, all my friends had like, you know, MySpace, Facebook, all that. And I was like, no, I was riding horses in Florida, Jeff, um, and just doing <laughs> other stuff. Um, and I just never really got into it. Even in my undergrad, like it used to almost be like a joke, but like I would post something on like Facebook and my friend would like answer comments for me because like literally I, even then I always hated it. Right. Um, but then somehow like the whole fitness thing started. Right. And like, Oh, people are posting stuff online. So it just kind of started that way. And then it just kind of continued. Right. And then it was like, Oh shit. Like I looked up and I'm like, I have a online business and I can take this full time. And like, this is what I, I can be doing. And I saw all the positives to it. Um, but yeah, I've just been going through a lot of stuff and a lot of changes. And I was kind of like at my like wits end essentially. And social media is always like the thing that I like, don't like the most. Um, and I just really found myself being consumed in like a negative way with it. So I said, all right, um, I just brought on a new coach who was really the person that I was worried about. Right. Cause I was, 
I was like, oh gosh, I just brought on somebody new. Um, you know, she's not a new coach. She's been coaching for years. I've known her for years. Um, but you know, that's still a kind of a scary thing. And she said, listen, like you can do this. It's okay. Um, I understand. Um, you know, that's more important that like, you're kind of like back to your baseline. Um, and so I said, all right. And the team has been really great. You know, they've all been doing their social, um, we have, they've been killing it on like the team page, like posting all this stuff. Um, so we have a team Instagram, we have, um, a newsletter every week or we have two actually. So two emails go out every week. We have a podcast or two every week. So like pretty much everything we just started, they started a Facebook group. So like everything has still been rolling. Um, it's just my personal Instagram. I deleted the app off of my phone. Um, obviously at this point, I'm still the big driver as of like the inquiries coming in, which was what my concern was. Um, but you know, again, they all understood and they said, it's fine, let's go do it. And, um, they've been, they've been doing a really great job. So part of all that too, you know, as I was a business leader, being able to have people who are good at certain things that you're not, you know, and the new girl that I brought on is really good with social media. Like she understands it and she's good with putting out like short stuff, all the things that I overthink and like don't want to do. So, um, it was a really great fit and this is definitely an unconventional way to bring on a new coach, but, um, it's been great. I feel, I mean, I can't tell you how much better I feel like it's, I'm like, Oh, I got to go back at some point. Don't I <laughs> like, I, I do have to rejoin society. <laughs> what made you pull the trigger? What was the certain moment? I, I, re- I, in a week I had two times where I was having a conversation with someone and I couldn't really understand what they were saying. And I didn't know what I was saying. And I was like, I was like watching myself have this conversation, like not being able to understand it. And I was like, oh, I'm like not doing okay. <laughs> like I am so stressed out. Like I am like not able to like function normally, like forgetting things like very, very badly, like not really just feeling myself. And I finally was like, this is it. <laughs> like, this is it. Um, and I don't know. I was just like, I, I, at my literal like wits end of it. Cause I'd been thinking about doing this. Like when I said, yeah. okay, I'm going to come to Colorado, I'm going to do this. And then I had to bring the new coach on and I was like, oh gosh, like can't do this. And then finally I hit that breaking point that week. And I was like, no, dude, I, I like, I'm so stressed out with things that like, I'm literally like observing conversations I'm having and I can't have them. <laughs> like, and she was like, yeah, you don't sound like yourself. So <laughs> what, what is it? Is it just where social media just stresses you out? Cause it feels like a need to have that going on in the background. Yes. It's more just like the constant, like, Oh, I, it's like the um, it's like a machine. Like you mm-hmm. always have to be feeding it. You know what I mean? Um, and it was just like one more thing that like when I was having all these other things that I was processing, it was just one more thing when I wasn't doing it, like just mentally saying like, it's not on my phone. I'm not going to touch it instead of just being like, oh shit, it's Thursday. And I wanted to post on Monday. Like that was so like anxiety provoking for me at least. Cause I'd said I was going to do it and then I didn't do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a few weeks off totally. Um, and you do, I mean, I was also interested too, just because I've been, looking so much into like, just like dopamine and addiction. And just like, I nerd out over that kind of stuff. And, um, it's definitely been an interesting experiment in that sense. Um, like the first day I deleted it, I must've grabbed my phone like 40 times to just like go on Instagram. I had no reason to go on there. It was just like a compulsion, like, Oh, I check Instagram. And I was like, this is, this is really concerning. And then, um, the next day that got a lot better, but then I, I found myself for a few days, 
anytime I had like a negative emotion, I would like go to reach for it. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like a soothing type thing. Um, and I was like, no, you have to sit with this emotion. That's what these are coming up. Um, and you can't just distract. So it is, mm. it is very, it's a very dis- distracting mechanism, whether you're, that's not even just related to posting or not. Um, but it's more just a, like the self-soothing aspect of it is like, I am sitting with something that's negative and I don't want to deal with it. So let me just look at something else. Whereas now it's like, oh, I don't have that. And like I said, I don't really check any other social media. So it's just like, okay, here's my phone. It's over here. And these are my thoughts. And uh, it's been great. (laughs) Now I want to get the counter to that. Sue, you're all the time on social media, shit talking my lawn, fucking shitting on my Lexus, just my, my poor man's way of life. Though my Jeep does kick your Broncos fucking ass that much, I will say. Uh, how is social media for you? Like, you know, I mean, you know, the, do you feel like this anxiety? Does it overwhelm you? Because you're the Mac Daddy of it out of the four of us right here. I honestly don't feel anxious or any sort of malicious feeling or feel hurt by social media. I've always been kind of like a showboat kind of guy. I'm like, everyone look at me. It's a Jeff Sue show. And I always think I'm hilarious. Like, that's probably why I, like, <laughs> I probably oh bombed some like Tinder dates. Where, like, I think I'm funny. I tell a joke and the girl's, like, completely offended. I'm like, ah, I'm the best or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's how I come across on social media. I'm like, I have my own fucking little step-by-step TV show, you know. But that's how I approach everything on social media. I'm like, yeah, everyone wants to see my dog diet. Everyone wants to see what car I'm buying. You know, everyone loves me, you know. And that's how I, I approach it. Oh, my God. It. And, and, and <laughs> so I'm not bothered by it. The only The only thing I guess, like, I am bothered by is, like, like, you know, I've gone through a lot of shit in life, you know, I think all of us have, but a lot of the younger generation, it's like, they, they complain and whine and post and, and express themselves on the smallest little things. Like, it's like, I woke up today and I had to brush my teeth and it's so hard. And I just want to encourage all of you guys to brush your teeth. Cause it's worth it. Yeah. You won't get cavities. It only See, takes five minutes. And here's the difference. So you look at that and you're like, Oh, whatever. I look at that. And then I legitimately like hate like, I'm oh. like, I'm so like, oh my God, I hate that this is like, oh no, 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 vehicle for this. I, so I, I don't want to be on it. <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, wait, though. So okay. I do hate that. I do share in that frustration. And yeah. it further like makes me want to be a hermit. And it further <laughs> makes me like despise people in general and just not be able to make any friends because I think everyone's fucking stupid. And then I'm the fucking best. I don't want to talk to anyone. Oh my God. Okay. And then that causes me to be depressed because then like, I have like my house, I have my gym. I don't want to go anywhere. And I'm like, I'm fucking lonely. No, you got to go out. So that's what, like, literally I have been, I mean, obviously this week was different, you know, but like literally the, for a whole week, I went out every single night by myself with, I mean, I had my phone, you know what I mean? Obviously, cause I had to have my phone, but no social media, no anything. And I would just be out and I was not really talking to anybody while I was like on my phone while I was there. And all I was doing was engaging with people in person sometimes it was just like a casual conversation sometimes it was a very weird conversation but I was like I don't want to be a part of this but I'm just this will be a story for another time and then sometimes you met really cool people so it's like when you get out of that it's like it's so much better it's like oh my god like this is like real life like (laughs) I think phones are destroying relationships they are I agree with you especially the social media piece and I know I'm a super nihilist so like I'm obviously (laughs) have like the negative like fiery nihilist version of this um but it has been cool to go out and be like wow like you know you feel better when you're in person with people um I mean just think about how we evolved like we did not evolve to know so many no air quotes so many people in so many different places that really don't affect our lives but they still affect us because we're looking at it you know what i mean so it's just 
It's so interesting. Lauren, that's a really good point. Jeff, I just want to say like, the one thing that I really don't like about social media, I guess, is that it kind of robs you if you let it. It robs you of the, the organic enjoyment that you derive from day-to-day life. Like <laughs> even like traveling, like on an airplane, right? It's not as exciting in real life versus on social media where you see like, you know, the cut of the plane taking off and there's like music and there's like different lighting and filters and all this shit. And you see like, you know, someone traveling to like different parts. It's all, it all flashes by you in like 60 seconds. And I'm like, fuck, this is boring. I'm sitting on a plane eating fucking pretzels. Like this sucks. Like wearing a mask, you know? So it's just like, it's like porn, you know, like porn isn't like real, like romantic relationships and people get addicted to that kind of stuff. But and, and it just makes real life worse, you know? Yeah. Um, have you guys read the uh, Dopamine Nation? No. No, I read The it's, Molecule more, though. I read that yeah. one, too. Yeah, The Molecule. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that one's amazing. But I, ju- I just finished um, uh, Dopamine Nation. And she's a, uh, she's a psychiatrist out of Stanford. Um, but she, does, she works in a lot of psychotherapy, like, in her practice. And um, she works in, a, like, specifically in addiction. And, um, the book was amazing, like very well cited, uh, like a lot of science, but like written in a really, really good way. Um, and she talks a lot about like the, obviously like pain, pleasure, balance of everything. And, um, you know, when we have these things that like, we're always seeking this like short-term pleasure, right? Like whether it is like refreshing something or like, you know, checking something, um, and like these kind of like short, like cheap dopamine kind of peaks. Um, eventually when you're always seeking to avoid pain by seeking pleasure, you end up being in more pain, um, like over time. And then typically what happens like with, with addictions is it's not because you're cert- you're not using the substance or doing the behavior because it makes you feel good. You're trying to avoid the pain that is associated by not doing that behavior or having that substance. So it's the same way with like behavioral addictions. Like people think, addiction is only obviously substances. And like, that's, those are very, very intense addictions and often require a lot of different, you know, work, but you can have that same kind of feeling like with porn, right? If you're only ever viewing porn and you're only ever on your phone and you never leave your house and you never meet people in real life, like, how are you going to expect to like have a meaningful relationship? And it's not that porn is bad by any means, but it's like, what else are you using this like in context of like your life? So like social media isn't bad, um, but when people and only use that or only know how to communicate that way or always trying to stay up on it and are in the event that they're not like utilizing real life as like the real thing, right? Like I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, I took a few pictures while I was gone, but like, I never was like, oh, I got it. You know, I got to take this out and I got to do this and I got to, you know, feed the machine necessarily. And yeah, should I have been making content while I was away? Certainly. Um, but I was like, you know what, if I want to take a picture of something, I will. And if I don't, I'm fucking not going to. And it was so enjoyable. And I was like enjoying things like so much more because you're actually seeing them for what they are. And I wasn't necessarily in that lens. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was a tangent. No, I That's- dig it. Gramps, <laughs> got any wisdom there you want to chime in? <laughs> I'm probably a little different than you guys. Um, I think World Wide Web and Instagram is the best invention that ever came. (laughs) I mean, dude, I work from home. I make more money and I know what to do. And like, I'm just being honest. Like if it it wasn't invented, I'd still be slinging paper in a corporation as a lawyer. And I hated that fucking job. So I think anyone who's not making a living on these avenues is doing themselves an injustice. I make passive income because of it. I mean, I can sit at a beach and just can make money. So 
I think they're the best inventions ever. I don't feel any pressure to post on it. If I want to, if I'm sitting around at night watching TV, a lot of times I'm smoking and it's just like, eh, I'll throw something up. And if I don't, I don't. And I don't feel any pressure about it. I share other people's stories. I hardly have to sit there and do all this. You know, I just, I just don't put pressure on myself. There are times if I start looking at Sue's, I'm like, man, I need to step up my game. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm already there. Like, I don't really have this pressure. Sometimes I have to do it to like drive inquiries, but all my coaches are doing pretty well and leads are coming in. So for me, I don't put a ton of pressure on myself to sit there and have to do this thing called social media. So for me, I, I'm never going to talk bad about it because it's given me something that I never could have had without. I had a great job, but I hated it, you know, and I think a lot of people with nine to fives hate their job. So for me, um, yeah, I, I, if someone posts something dumb on there, I don't give a fuck. Like I read it kind of snicker and I move on. Like I don't let it ruin my day or anything. It's just doesn't bother me. Like there's just dumbasses out there. Like if you really think about it, like, man, people just aren't that smart. And that's what Jeff's telling you, you know? Like, so if I read dumb shit, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I guess I'm a smarter tack than them. And I move on, you know? So I, I mean, don't... you took the bikini manipulator thing really well when that was being spun on you for a while, you just yeah. rinsed it right out. You didn't even yeah, give a man. shit. I don't really care. I don't really get into it. I'll give me that. Um, now I will say this. I mean, I started my business so long ago that I don't have to grind on it. On, on yeah. This. I understand that. Um, you know, if I was getting into it right now, I watch my coaches and man, it's stressful. Like they have, you know, Monday night is this post Tuesday night is a post about them third Wednesday. That would be stressful, but I'm coming from a different Avenue. So all I can share is my point of view and not what they're dealing with. I guarantee if you ask my new coaches how they felt about social, they'd probably tell you they fucking hate it and feel compelled to be on it. I just don't have that feeling. I think uh, before I break down the disdain, where I kind of sat, I sit between <laughs> Sue and Lauren a little bit. So I'm kind of like half of you, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's like my in-person, I built it so much that I just kind of, it just rolls. You know what I mean? Leads come in and then the online, I've got to post enough. Then I see Sue and I get like, fuck man. Like I don't want to post all the shit Sue's doing. I don't want to have to like put all these like things up there. I mean, I want to insult him with pictures of my beautiful kitchen all the time and me in it, but in my content post, but Ultimately, you know, you see that. And I think that does cause a little bit of paralyzation with the social media tool, because Jason, you're right. With newer coaches, you've got to stay pretty consistent on your social media or you lose. And the thing that I have a problem now with is them fucking controlling the narrative of what you can and can't post, which removes the individuality of who I am as a person. Like if I want to post like fucking anti this and in my opinion on that, it shouldn't fuck me in how my business viewed. Let the consumer decide if they want to buy from me or not based yeah. upon my views. Don't limit my reach just based on the fact that I shared a post about how selenium might be fucking helpful for you. But, oh, I got hit with the COVID tag. So immediately I'm like shadow banned and my story views get cut in half and my post reach gets cut in half. And it's like, fuck, I just I'm just posting what I would talk about randomly in at a bar with random people. Cause I'm just that type yeah. five and Enneagram. I'll talk about weird shit, you know, but I think that that's where I'm at. And I want to break down unless Lauren, you want to chime in on that. I want to break down your disdain. Like I want to understand <laughs> that. Like, to- um, everybody's gonna be like, God, Lauren is so dark. Uh, I just think that, yeah, what, what bothers me about social. Cause again, like I said, it's like this huge paradox. Like I feel so much gratitude and like towards it for like what it can be you know what I mean and then so much disdain for what it also can be right it's like I'm just a very 
overly introspective person like to a fault you know what I mean so I always just think about these things which they I really shouldn't you know I should just move on but like that's just how my brain works and I'll tell um, you I'm generally not so like yeah you know, I'm, we're opposites in that and that's yeah put 15 years of coaching together I, I build it different way so yeah. and you even said at the beginning you have gratitude you just have this other side yeah we're just different personalities yeah <laughs> grind on it maybe more than I have because you built your business on it so yeah so it's just it is it is different but what I what I don't like is kind of what um Jeff was saying was that um you know not just they were saying hey what you can and can't say but they reward certain activities right so they reward you being on it all the time they reward you commenting on other people's stuff liking people's stuff being engaged and that whole engagement thing which i understand why they reward it but that is what is creating these compulsions right and then that's where like you just find yourself why am i scrolling on instagram for 20 minutes like i didn't even do anything productive on here but i had to post something and then now i've been distracted so like that's the part of it that i don't like where it's not like you can just share information people are like yeah just share good information i'm like yeah like to a point you know what i mean but like you also need to be like smart about it you can't just post something and then like never look at it again you know what I mean never comment back or you know you can't just post five stories in a row posting them separated you know shows better on the algorithm right like so that's what is frustrating too it's like why can't you just put out good stuff and then people can see it like how it used to be like just here's the whole feed (laughs) um but I get it it's a business so I, I again I understand that like there's money to be made and that's that's like you know I get it but it does add to my frustration, I guess you could say. Like that's a control mechanism. Laura, that stuff that you say just just now, I mean, I guess maybe some people may think that I know that stuff, but I actually don't. I don't pay attention to any of the algorithm stuff or or when to post or or that or any of those details. I don't know all those details, but I do know they encourage engagement. So yeah. And I think encourage like outcome. I, I guess like if I were more you know, focused on that stuff, I would feel the pressure to post, but I truly just post because I, I like sharing what I'm doing. And I think what I'm doing is cool and everyone wants to see it. So I never feel that pressure, but there have been times where like, I just, I like what you said um, earlier about having to feed that machine, you get into this, like this habit of just like doing this thing because Mm -hmm. you've always just done it, just action that you take right with your thumbs and holding the phone. And I have felt that way sometimes. I'm like, I actually don't feel like sharing this meal right now. Why am I doing this? So I just, I just don't post it. And then I'll have people DM me and they'll be like, Hey, are you okay? Like you've been really quiet lately on social media. I'm like, I just, I'm fine. I just don't feel like posting. Yeah. I also don't like sharing my personal life really at all. Like yeah. I post a lot on, like I'll post a lot, but nobody knows what's going on. Right. Like I have a very private life but I share stuff. I never even posted a single thing about the divorce. Like it came yeah. out. People, yep, people be boat. posting crazy shit, you know? And I'm like, Hey, that's what you want to do. That's fine. That is just not me. Like, I don't want anybody in my business. Um, it, you know, I'm going to be posting mostly educational stuff and then the <coughs> occasional, like funny meme or like, Oh, Hey, I had this good meal or like I'm traveling here, but like, you don't really know like what's going on. And like, that is like by design, you know? And like that, I'm like, Oh God, I could never, that would, t- that would take like, my whole like weird thoughts about this like to another level so i'm like at least i don't do that um and i'm good with that um but yeah it's it's just a weird yeah the personal thing's really weird it's almost like people can't grasp if you dodge the passive aggressiveness from other parties towards you like they almost are looking for you to come out and fucking just cream them you know what i mean like if something's said about you and you know it's said about you and people like why are you doing that i'm like i don't give a fuck or in your personal life, for example, 
when they're like, well, what happened here in your personal life? I'm like, if I wanted to put that out there, I would have gladly have put that out there, but I didn't decide to. And, you know, it's a fine line of showing just enough that people know like you're what you're about. So they don't tread wrong per se. Mm -hmm. And then there's just enough where you want to keep it private. Like I'm naturally a private person. I mean, there was a person, this funny story a few months ago, someone had uh, snapped a picture of me out in public with a girl and sent it to uh, Thera wanting to know who the female in question was with me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Fucking wild shit. And I was like, I said, why the fuck didn't they just come up and ask me? I would have gladly introduced said female. You know what I mean? And moved on. But it just lets you know, like how people really are. And they're just nosy little shits and social media allows that to go a little bit further. In my opinion, it's fucked up. Yeah. Well, dude, I didn't like the whole shit to go back to the point about the reels when they kicked those reels off this year. And they were like, we're going after TikTok. Everyone needs to do reels and everyone got rewarded for doing reels. And it's like the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like, I don't think I've ever real. I just scroll. I, I I don't even do them. I just scroll right by the fucking reels. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I've done one on accident, but it wasn't. Yeah, TikToks. <laughs> yeah, TikToks. Like, oh, Jason, me and you would do a reel by accident. Lauren, I think I was will, trying to do a. You like, will film a reel for me and Jason when we were down in. PBC. I think I was trying to do a video and I picked real. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to find they this change and shit, and I can't freaking use it. Yeah, that's old man problems right there. Oh but, my um, god, that's so great. <laughs> um. Let's get into the disdain because I want to break this out. Is okay. it disdain for like our industry of the social no. media aspect or is no, it no, disdain no. just in general? And then kind of break that out a little bit. No, I just think that it's again, it's like this this weird dichotomy that like lives in my brain for all things. And I'm just overly introspective about it. So I really do feel like social media is ripping apart the fabric of society because people are not able to communicate in person. There was already people who didn't know how to communicate effectively in person. And now (laughs) they have a tool that they don't need to ever really learn how to effectively communicate. They only speak in short form. Um, They are, they don't have any nuance. They don't have a lot of context. Uh, So that really bothers me and um, not on a, my own personal, what I need to post level. It's more of just kind of like the big picture stuff of like, what social media is going to do. Um, and again, this is all just the negative stuff. There's plenty of positive things that I love about it, but if we're just focusing on the negative stuff, um, this would be one of the things that like really, really um, scares me to be quite honest, because you find people who, and I'm sure we've all met these people who are amazing on online or they seem amazing, right? Whether it's, you know, Instagram or it's YouTube or whatever it is. And then, you know, you really, they really struggle to like, ever be present or to ever have a conversation or their heads always in their phone. Um, and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, this is kind of strange. Um, and it, like, it hurts me. Like it hurts me as a person that like, you don't want to be here and be present. Like, and I, again, I understand we're all on our phones for like business. Right. So, but there is a time and a place to like do that and then like put it away and still be able to like be back like with people. Um, so I really feel like it's changing how people communicate. I feel like it has certainly, brought out like the tribalism aspects of society um it allows bad ideas to like proliferate really quickly and because there is lack of context and nuance it's really hard to change to shift those things once it's gotten so far like you know ingrained and then of course you're only showing one aspect of anything right like a small sliver of an aspect so if you as a consumer Um, are only seeing small slivers of certain things and you're not seeing like the full experience or not even just experience but like 
the full understanding of like what's going on there, especially like the younger kids. It's like, how are you now, how is this shaping like what you think? Like you think everybody is like this or everything is like this. Um, when in reality, if you go and talk to people, you go out in the real world, like this is not how it is. Um, and the other thing too, is of course, people's actions, um, they can say a lot of things, but they, you know, like actions aren't necessarily like followed up with, you know, that on in, in real life again, like in, in person, if you're having a conversation with somebody and it's a, like more of like a debate, right. Or you're discussing like a challenging idea, um, you know, and somebody says something that's like off the wall, right. That you maybe like, you don't agree with, you'd be like, Hey, like what, like, what do you mean by that? Or like, you can kind of like check someone or you can kind of like check mm. in with them and say, what did you really mean here? And like, explain that to me. And then you can kind of work it through. If you see that on social media, you're like, oh, fuck that person. They're fucking stupid. They're anti this, they're pro that, they're whatever. <laughs> and now you completely write them off. Whereas in, in reality, you yeah. probably are, have a lot of similarities and then maybe they differ here. Maybe you differ there, but because you were able to have context and nuance in a conversation and you were able to follow up with that person, then you're able to actually like have real conversations instead of just saying, no, 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 fuck this person and their beliefs. Um, they're so stupid and I'm right. They're wrong. And then you just move on. And now you start to, so these are all the things that I think about. So it's less about like our industry. Like it's not, has nothing to do with that. Of course there's like dumb shit people post on Instagram for the fitness industry, but like, that's always going to be there. Right. I could, that does not bother me whatsoever. It's more of like the big picture of like what this represents that like eats me up. And that's what yeah. I like. <laughs> You That's know, my disdain. <laughs> Lauren, I have to agree. Like, I, I think like any industry is going to be, you know, it's going to frustrate the players within it. If you're in it long enough, mm -hmm. you're going to know the same people. They're going to be doing the same shit. Who's talking who, about who, who's doing this or that, you yeah, know, that doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, you know, that's every industry. But I think with social media, the problem is that it's, it's driven by the algorithm. Mm -hmm. There are bots now that are being like injected into the conversation that can drive, you know, perceptions yes. like the election, for example, all this shit that's going on with Facebook. It's crazy. You don't even know what's real that what you're consuming and affecting your brain every day, if it's real or not. And you're, you're absolutely right. People in the pandemic has made it worse. We're in silos. And yet we feel that we are connected, but connection is often faked. Um, so it's really troubling. And I feel like, you know, I think all of us, like Lauren, you're in your 20s right now still, right? Yeah, I will be 30 in March. So. We'll be 30 in March. So a lot, of, we're, we're kind of like the older population and we have seen what life is like without social media and with it. And I think Jason being the oldest among us, that's why he's able to disconnect the best, Yeah, I think. And you and I, Lauren, we sort of straddle the fence kind of, we, we can, mm -hmm. we remember the days when we were just like riding bikes with our friends and taking walks and stuff like that without being on the phone. And I miss those days. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it, it changes based off of your um, experience and perspectives. Yeah. And I think what happened too, especially with the pandemic, when people were, were encouraged to not go anywhere, right? Um, you know, for obviously for good reasons in certain areas, right? But like you're encouraged to like, hey, we're shutting down a lot of the places where people communicate or they gather in groups. And then, then you feel super, super isolated. So now you're like by yourself and, you know, potentially like that's not going to be the best for anybody's mental health being by themselves for too long. Um, then all the normal activities that you enjoy doing were like shut down. So now you're just like, well, what am I going to do? I'm just going to consume other information. And then what ends up happening is it, it just gets funneled into like this crazier and crazier, like, um, you know, pushed based on what you're looking at. And then it shows you more of that kind of stuff. And it, it just is like this very weird spiral. And um, I just really wish 
and I know I come from the perspective of like, I enjoy talking to people, right? I know that not everybody enjoys talking to people as much as I do. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people would not go somewhere for a week by themselves and just like go to random places and like, just sit by themselves and talk to strangers. Um, but like, that is enjoyable for me. And I feel like if people did that more, they would actually enjoy it. Not, they don't need to do it every day. Um, but I do find that like when people have like actual, like a genuine interaction is worth so much more than a online interaction in, in my experience. Um, I mean, there's just, it is just so much more depth. Now, if you know somebody and you're having a conversation with them, um, you know, if I were to, you know, text any of you guys or whatever, like, obviously I know you, so there could be more nuance and more depth there. Um, but if we're talking about people that like you don't know, um, or, you know, you just kind of keep up with and message a little bit here and there, I feel like it's kind of like this, like fake connection. Um, that people I really feel like are just like starved of like real connection. We were talking about in the beginning, how there's going to be a shift to more like in-person training and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I really think that part of it is because people are like dying for like connection to people. You know what I mean? Everything is so automated and it's like, no, like people need to be with people. <laughs> like so. I agree with that shit. A hundred percent. I also, what makes me sad is if I'm out eating dinner and I watch parents just putting like their one and two year old kids, like on these electronic devices, oh, like God. just to distract them. I'm like, great. Started on that. I, I looked at Jared cause we'll be out to dinner and he'll be on his phone. I'll kick him underneath the table and be like, put your fucking phone up, you know, like learn to have conversation. Like this is how you're going to get laid one day, bro. You know, that like you're not going to text your way into that. Thing. Oh my God. Like yeah, kids starting like on technology is so so terrifying it is but i think we've dissected this we all have four different sides to it i think it's very interesting like when we really got to talk about it how the four different views came out to some degree because i kind of like straddle both but i wanted to ask to kind of wrap this up for the podcast because ultimately the question is what did you change with it you said your team did well you said they've responded well but did you have to change any business strategies or because of this, are you going to change any business strategies going forward that perhaps don't chain you or tether you to mm -hmm. things that control you? Yeah. Um, and that's obviously been a big focus is like, okay, how do I get to that place? And I know that I'm just not there yet. And maybe one day will. Um, but one thing that before I even did this was brought on the new coach, Danielle. And um, we've, like I said, we've been exploring other avenues. So like I said, I've mostly always done either Instagram or just podcasts. So now we're doing, um, we have the podcasts on different podcast platforms. We also have it on YouTube. So now she's taking short clips of that, putting shorter videos on YouTube, the team page, we've completely changed the kind of content everybody's putting out there. We're changing the way that we're sending out the newsletter emails. Um, we started a Facebook group, which is obviously different. Um, so basically it's less about big changes, but more like just different modalities, right? Because I'm somebody who gets very stuck and like, this is what I like to do, but it's like, not everybody likes the same type of content or responds the same way. So kind of, I would say diversifying that content um, is what we did right before I, I decided to take this break and what we'll continue to do, which I'm excited to see how that kind of plays out, um, you know, over the next year or so. And then for me moving forward, really what I think it's just I recognized, okay, like I can see how consuming this can be in a negative way for me. And like, I think that for, for anybody who's listening, who's like me, if you've already tuned out, cause you think I'm insane, that that's valid. <laughs> um, everybody's like, oh my God, Lauren is so nuts. Um, but for people who do have this kind of proclivity to be like very introspective and like kind of maybe a little bit more on that negative side of things sometimes, 
Um, I think it's important to recognize that. I think that in order to be like a well-rounded person, at least for me, I had to recognize, okay, what are the bad like traits and behaviors that I have? Like, how can I, like, if I'm going to get pushed towards this without me recognizing it, I'd rather be aware of it and then know what behaviors to like have in place. So I don't go to this and gravitate towards it. So I think it was important for me to kind of hit like that proverbial breaking point of like looking at social media as such a negative um, and like the, the negatives really outweighing the positives for me now to say, all right, what are some ways that I can like not get to that place? You know what I mean? How do I separate myself from this? So I don't get back to this point. Cause that's going to be really important, obviously for the longevity of an online business. Um, but sometimes I think that like going through that is important and you can't like, you have to literally feel that. And I just think that being able to expose like the negative side of things, a, it allows you to really like realize the positive aspects and appreciate them more. Um, and I think that it also allows you to recognize, all right, this is where I could take it. And like, this is pretty far. So like, what do I do before here? So I don't get there. No, oh, I think that's beautiful and good summary. You guys have anything you want to chime in on that? Jeffrey Sue's going to go pimp out his life on social media and talk about <laughs> fucking badass. He is. I'm like, maybe I just need to do that. If I come back, like you guys are going to be like, whoa. <laughs> Just what come act happening? like everyone gives a fuck about who Laura Conlon is and let's just see what happens. Just like, yo, I'm Lauren. Here's your education for the day because I'm smart and everyone else isn't. And just like, just start talking. Just take that. And Nick, Nick in sales, if you guys remember, like in that sales talk, he talks about that, you know, taking like that authority role. And I've heard him do sales calls before. And sometimes it's a strong arm, you know, and I'm like, and it works. And I'm like, God damn, man. You know, like, you know, blown away by it, but it does. You know, Jeff, this is funny, right? So maybe right now I'm all about social media, but maybe one day I'll retire, right? I'll be in my fifties, right? Oh. I'll disheveled. I'll stop like getting facials and getting my hair done. And I'll be like Luke Skywalker when he's old in like the, the new Star Wars movies where he has to be sought out. So the, so all the new coaches out there in social media land, they'll be like, we must seek out Master Sue. Oh fix, my God. Fix our SIBO problems. They gotta find me. I'm on some island and like my Porsche is like covered in weeds. It's like <laughs> old and I, and I crawl out of my cabin and I'm like, you gotta pay me $10,000 a month to fix your SIBO. <laughs> God damn And y'all think I do some fucking drugs. <laughs> I don't do any drugs compared to Sue. That that much is true. Actually, I'm thinking about going back to doing book reviews, Sue, and I thought about taking pictures of me naked in my kitchen and, like, just the book over my cock with, like, uh, like what was, the book's oh. about. But I was going to do it all in my kitchen and tag you in every single fucking one I do. Like, just, like, do it. sitting there in a bar stool, like, here's what Ooh, Zaddy thinks of this book. Listen, I love your kitchen, man. Honestly, like, I'm jealous because you have a new build. I live in, like, a fucking 1960s ranch in fucking Taxachusetts. And yeah, because you live in you Boston. Have so, you have so much yeah, land. taxes a year. Uh, I don't know off the top okay. of my head. It's probably yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you paid like way more for that damn thing than I did mine. I know, I know. I you have so much land too. Thirty five hundred for the year. I was wondering what yours was. Oh, it's more than that. I know it's more than that. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know what it is per square foot though. Yeah, I have to look it up. And Lauren, the next time you're in Nashville, you have to let me know so I could take you to the gay bar. Because that is the best experience, as Jason will let you know. Yeah. He's been with me to play, and it is the fucking best time you'll ever have. I recommend the drag show, for sure. Yep, the drag show. It was right. impressive. 
Yeah, no. We'll, we'll right, microdose well, a little LSD. We'll, we'll bring go. our weed pen and we'll get a Tito's and diet. And just you can be like Jason and me and just yeah. sit there with me. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> so how not how like how deep is our nihilism? I love how you were like, I want to pick apart the disdain. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, this is why we're all friends. Like, yeah, that's why I wanted to go towards that because I didn't want to talk about the light shit. I knew Jay once Jason said the light stuff. I was like, oh, no, I love it because he was like, you know, uh, John. John used to always say that mountain dog, you know, he loves social media because all the people he got to connect with and things like that. And, oh, it's and great. I think that's true. What Sue says it's probably that way for the older generation. Cause my older clients love that shit. I'm like, Oh, Facebook's terrible. Too many people can talk their opinions, you know? And like, they're all stupid. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for all of us. Oh and yeah. No, yeah. I got a moment of time. Careful. Do you, do we, any of us think that we're going to ever stop using social media? Like one day just 100%. stop and still, yes. and still have our businesses? Yes. Uh, one day. Um, I don't know about business, but I know I'll stop yeah. using social media. Yeah. I set my new retirement goal is not having to have social media. <laughs> like that's like, I've made it when I can not have social media. Basically. And still run local fit. Oh. I don't know if I, I think, well, here's the thing. You guys know this. I mean, business is always just evolving so much, right? Like the way, like we'll probably all do some type of like coaching slash education in some capacity, but like how that's going to look in a few years. Like, I mean, I think like I could foreseeably see things going a very similar way, but also not being surprised if it's very different, like down the road. So I don't know. I feel like there's definitely going to be, there's, it's always changing. And, um, but no, so I definitely like at some point in my life, I will be so fucking excited to like peace out, like not be a part of this um, and just like it, it explore the real world. And then, um, but as far as like having the business, I, I, I don't know. I think it's just- Jason, too- what about you? No, I already have the plan in place. By the time I'm 50, I won't have to post personally on social. I'll have my business, but like my, my coaches will be rocking and rolling. I may, I'll drop down to like 40 people and um, I'll sail off into the sunset, man. I won't, I won't need to post on there. Uh, but my referral power is pretty strong. Like 90% of people that come through to me, it's like, oh, you worked with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. They recommended you. I mean, that happens more than not than them saying, oh, I saw your post on IG. So I don't, I don't think. Oh, I am. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> Sue, for me, in case you're morbidly curious, I will, I'm going to go become a writer. So I'm going to be in Wyoming half the year writing. And then the other half, I'll probably be here in Tennessee, just hanging out locally, doing local initiatives because I got a state Senate seat to win. So I won't need social media for that shit because I'm going to do all my own fucking press conferences, not send a bitch out there or to fucking be my voice. I'm going to fucking be my own. Write a book about me one day, Jeff, and I'll, and we can turn it into a movie. What well, you, you want to write a book about you? Not oh, uh, you know what? I was like, I, actually, you know what? I can do not help you. What? I was talking to therapy has not helped Sue. No, actually, you know what? I really would love to this write a book about Sue. Going this way. I, I would I would write it like from Sue as a serial killer who's on Tinder. Who wants to become like an old Luke Skywalker? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like some girl will find him 30 years back. You father the child. Story. And Sue will come out from his weeds in his Porsche and kill the child with a lightsaber. And that will be how Sue's life ends. <laughs> no child support. Can't turn the Porsche in. Fuck it, death. And you'll just do it. And it's done. I wrote the best story ever right there. 
Well, I mean, I'll fill it up with some glitzy shit, but um, this you know, degenerated I'll, so well. I'm so I, happy. I'll, I'll include the steroid use. I'll definitely include the Cialis use. Oh yeah, and I probably will include like you your fucking ability. Gotta be healthy. Like your fucking style will be like that of what you did on the mechanical bull when you tore your shirt off. Like, like <laughs> you know that enters the room. This shirt falls off. Sue is ready to mount thy horse. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be a really rich man, Jeff. People are going to love that story. Fuck yes, I'm going to be so oh, rich. I'm going to oh attack medium tomorrow with this story. I'm like a creative work by Jeffrey Black on medium. Do, do, do. It's going to be so good. Oh my God. Well, Lauren, <laughs> thanks for joining <laughs> our, our debauchery. We can't wait to see you in Dallas. Oh, don't on- worry. Everybody's probably like, what the fuck's wrong with this girl? But um, hopefully you guys got something out of this. And if nothing else, if, if you have been um, thinking this way, um, I guess um, your thoughts are validated because you're not the only crazy person who thinks of these things. Um, and I, I just like, you know, to, to summarize it, to come back to like using social media in a positive way. If you really do feel this way about it, um, cause I, I do talk to a lot of people who have similar thoughts, um, you know, be able to regulate your time a little bit better with it, you know, um, being able to say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to put my phone physically in a different room for this period of time. Um, I'm going to actively make sure that I am like going, like when I'm going outside for a walk, like I'm not listening to anything. I'm not engaging with anything. Um, you know, and then sometimes when you're doing things like, Hey, I'm only, you know, I'm just going to not even be on my phone or social media, I'm just going to be totally present. So there are ways to moderate it. Um, so I think that that's really the important thing. If you haven't hit that breaking point yet, but you're feeling that way, um, just being able to moderate things and just kind of get out and you know, talk to real people. Yeah, no, I think this was a great topic to have. Cause I think whether you're listening as a consumer of us or listening as a coach or just anyone in general, this is on everyone's mind. And I think that to whether the degree of, of, of your, addiction and quotes or your necessity for it really depends. But um, I will say this, if you guys want to know how the four of us are in person, what you just heard today is what you're going to get in Dallas, a bunch of dumb shit. So um, I hope you guys well, and enjoyed some smart it. Shit. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, at the, but, at, well, like just a little but, bit. Yeah. A little bit I smart. mean, Jeff Sue's talk is going to be so smart because he's so much smarter than everybody else. I'm going to make but, him wear a lab coat, but one coach already did that and looked like a dipshit. So I can't claim that one. Hey, so. You know, when Dasha met me in Boston, the first thing she said to me was like, you are exactly as you are on social media. And I was like, oh, I take that as a huge thing. compliment. People say, oh, yeah, that I, I, yeah. At least you're not hiding yourself or. Yep. Yep, I'm the same boat. I've I've had that conversation with people before. Actually, I had this past week, and I was like, "Look, man, I want to be when someone meets me. They're like, yeah, you're the same fucking person I thought you were.' I'm like, yep, that's what I want. There's nothing worse than that when you meet someone you think like you know them, and then they act completely different, and you're like in a worse way, and you're like, oh gosh, like (laughs) this is like all fabricated. So you're talking about Jeffrey Sue again? Yeah, I mean, I I was like, (laughs) how do I get around this course? Uh, Gotta be slick with it. Today was one of the better ones, guys. I enjoyed today. It was lots of good laughs, and and you got to see our personalities come out in shitty ways. Uh, except for Jason. Jason was all rainbows today. Four days yeah, out, positive rainbows. Yeah, the shit. The, this one who feels the shittiest was shooting rainbows out of his ass all day. I don't feel that much pressure. Did you drop any acid in the past few days to bring about this uh, happiness? Yeah, rainbows. Uh, Saturday, uh, we did, and man, it was a great night. We went to dinner. Got fillets, had a good night, man. So it was like one of those like nice. We kind of just got out of prep mode and the stress of it. And then Sunday I didn't train and I had that nice serotonin dump and just chilled. 
Oh, dude. See, I microdosed yesterday and journaled like four pages dead straight and like burned right. pen through the paper and was like, oh, oh, I felt like Will Smith, Will Ferrell on old school when he takes the debate and he's yeah. like, no, no, I got this. He talks. He's like, oh, oh, what happened? I'm exhausted. Like when I got down, I was like, oh, so exhausted by what I wrote. What did I write anyway? You know, like looking at my little poet ass. Sue, you're beautiful. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Lauren, you're okay too. And Jason, good luck this upcoming weekend. Sure. I would be up there to shave the back of your legs, but I know Aria is going to do a really good job. Um, <laughs> say what? She gets the back? Yeah, that's a good woman right there. Aria, you keep that up. You keep that up, girl. Jason's going to buy you a nice filet steak dinner. Keep it yeah. going. All right. Well, Lauren, thanks for joining us. I'm sure we'll be chatting. In the meantime, yeah. guys, you'll have yourself a good one. Right. Bye. 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 Here you go.